Barbarians, episode 37. 37, all right. Yeah, the jaw <laughs> harp is back, and I fucked up for the first time, but out of practice. I guess. <sighs> oh, man, we're here without Billy. We're in the uh, in the man cave, Billy-less. Yeah, he's in Florida, Fuck or someplace. <laughs> Eagles, remember the wind Dude, Yeah, ahead. exactly. What a wild spirit. Just fucking on a beach someplace tropical where it's the fucking tundra here. Yeah, we just got a good workout. It was three degrees. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe a little bit more, but with wind chill, definitely close to zero. Yeah, it was nice in the sun. Yeah, I guess it may have been closer to like 10, but yeah, got some good videos, hopefully. Be able to put those up on the on our Instagram. Yeah, make a reel. Hell yeah. Yeah, that was a good workout. We were just saying, we, we got back down to the man cave. We're both like, I feel like I'm going to puke. <laughs> yeah, holy shit. We did uh, one of those log drags. We did some... Backwards ones, like a la knees over toes guy, and then uh, took it down the hill and then forward dragged it back up there. And yeah, that was a that was a fucking gut buster. After like twenty four reps of like nine different exercises. Yeah, we did. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll put them out there. We did some good ones though. But yeah, got some stuff with the sledgehammer, some kettlebells, threw the rocks around a little bit. <clears throat> Yeah, it didn't. Uh, it really didn't feel that cold. We got moving. My ha- our hands got cold. We had to warm our hands by the fire. But other than that, man, the, the sun was shining. I felt good out there. Got some. Got some vitamin D. Yeah, for sure. Uh but uh, yeah. So we we're gonna talk about some some runes giving stuff. If we just want to get right into that, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Or we can. <clears throat> more. The second year of runes giving. <clears throat> Yeah, the second second runes giving. Last year's was fun. Billy almost lost a thumb. Fire exploded. Crazy times we've had, but that was where we decided to not only work towards our <clears throat> I don't know best selves, best version of ourselves. Really focus and uh, set our sights on being the best versions of ourselves. We decided we would kind of share that journey, start a podcast. Talk about the things we're doing. Talk about, you know, what we... I don't know. I guess we were saying it earlier. It's like we're putting a recipe out there. It's like, you don't have to fucking cook this shit, but just just so you know, we we did all this shit, and it turned out cool for us. So, just throwing it out there. Making yeah, people definitely. aware of it. Yeah, like the first year we did, <laughs> like we started when all COVID bullshit started. Yeah, March 2020. Started working out and self-improvement for a whole year. Made up runes giving because we're like, we should figure a way to like top the year off, start a new year, whatever, celebrate the runes. Mm-hmm. So we did runes giving. Then after that, we're like, holy shit, this was so like wild. Kind of want to just let more people in on it. Just get it out there. Yeah. And then I think too, organizing it in a way so that it can be presented to other people really helps us like pinpoint what our practices and beliefs are kind of a thing, like why we do it and yeah. what the meaning is behind it all so it's not only helpful you know potentially helpful to other people but it's helpful for us to really i don't know focus our ideas define it <clears throat> yeah that's a good way to put it and that's the way too is because <laughs> explaining to someone what we're doing is pretty difficult right so it's kind of trying to figure out like how do you even say what we are doing yeah, <clears throat> yeah explain so- to ourselves just as much as everyone else so we have a bunch of stuff typed up on a Google Doc to, yeah, just explain what the purpose is behind this and then explain kind of what, I don't know, what actions you do, like what what stuff what you physically do and then kind of what you meditate on and what, I don't know, just a yeah. better explanation. Because last year it was just me and you kind of started, we were like, yeah, kind of want to do something before our camping trip on <clears throat> March 20th Equinox. Yeah. And so we're like, yeah, let's start doing runes giving. And I kind of type, made a packet with the runes and yeah. typed up a paragraph, kind of half as a joke. But then this year, just added to that paragraph and now it's a couple pages. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a living document that we're just sort of mapping out as we go. <clears throat> but um, yeah, giving ourselves a really focused way to... I don't know. I don't know how to say it. Just, um... Hmm. Yeah. Maybe I'll think of a good way to articulate it later. 
Well, how I would think about it too is um, it's called runes giving. It's using the runes and also giving as in we're giving ourself to ourself in mm -hmm. that we're giving our full commitment <clears throat> to cutting out the bullshit, like sacrificing dead weight in our lives mm -hmm. or bad habits mm -hmm. or even just vices. And then <clears throat> sacrificing the discipline and the effort and time and energy towards important things and stuff we want to work on. And so, I don't know. The runes and the level of commitment to kind of yourself and the gods and the ancestors and the universe. Because, I mean, that's what helps me and kind of puts a spiritual twist on all this is when you're doing a workout... Not only are you in your own head, but you can also think like, I don't know what, you, whatever your beliefs are, but probably believe that your loved ones are looking down on you. It's like, do I want to let them down? Yeah. Do I, I kind of want to <clears throat> make them proud if they are watching me and kind of show them that I'm living life to its fullest, you know? Yeah, that's cool. Cool thing to, or cool aspect to add to that. Um, yeah, I think writing everything down just helps makes it define it more and I guess that <clears throat> helps you focus in on it more if you have a I guess a plan maybe it's you could stick to that instead of just kind of having a more abstract idea of what you do have like a written prescribed way to focus <clears throat> on certain things yeah and um the structure of it so 24 days out from <clears throat> an endpoint. And I don't know if you've seen that yet, but I kind of added in that for us, runes giving starts 24 days before the spring equinox. But I think it would be important that you could have runes giving any time of year as long as you have it end on a significant date or event. So for us, that event's the spring equinox. But for someone else, if they have something coming up in their life that they want to prepare for, using the 24-day structure as kind of a self-purification, self-preparatory ritual mm -hmm. to kind of really make yourself ready for anything. Like, if you're leaving for boot camp, <clears throat> doing runes giving and having it end when you go to boot camp, you're going to feel like fucking superhuman, you know? You're not going to go to boot camp. <laughs> you're going to be like, you know what, never mind. <laughs> I, thought, you know I, mean? I thought about it, and this is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, or like a birthday would be perfect. I mean, that's yeah. why we do it on the equinox. Is, you know, I, I like to. I feel like that should be the. It's New Earth's Year's. birthday. Yeah, January first. That's a bullshit fucking day for a New Year. That doesn't make any fucking sense with the fucking way the world works. So I feel like this is a lot more synced up with the Earth. So it's I, the birthday of nature. <clears throat> yeah, for God's sake. So, uh, yeah, I feel like that's the perfect way to to start the New Year, which is similar to the fucking Jewish holiday of. Ro Rosh Hashanah, which is their new year, and they fucking <clears throat> get, like, all their shit settled from the last year, and then they ask for forgiveness from God, and repent for their fuck-ups in the last year, and they cast their sins away. I don't know if you knew about this tradition, I'm warming up for my, uh, my Judaism lecture on Taryn for two, but, uh, <clears throat> they, uh, this is actually on, uh, Yom Kippur, which is ten days after uh, Rosh, Rosh Hashanah um, Yom Kippur is Hebrew for Day of Atonement and uh, at midday on Yom Kippur hopefully otherwise I'm fucking lying to everybody and uh, they go to, you go to a, a body of water and you rip up pieces of bread and throw it into the water as you pray and so that's supposed to be kind of like casting your sins into the water and then the fish come and eat it and the fish or at least like their eye is supposed to represent the eye of God that never, you know, never blinks, so it's always watching. Um, so you're symbolically kind of casting your sins away to God, and uh, yeah, no, it reminded me of that, though. They start their new year with fucking, you know, like a fresh slate kind of thing, like rejuvenated, and and that, <clears throat> um, one of the, uh, one of the days for Rune's giving, that's kind of what I plan on meditating on is past wrongs and being able to move forward from that, forgiving people who've you know, I feel like I've done me wrong and then forgiving myself for fuck-ups I've made and kind of just leaving that behind and moving, moving on, you know? Yeah, for sure, man. 
And like you said, one of the days of RuneScaping, that's the thing too, <clears throat> is the structure of it, is each day you kind of focus on a rune, and you don't have to do them in order, you do them in other order, and some days you could start thinking you're going to focus on one rune, and shit could go differently, and another rune could manifest in that day, but that's the thing, is they're kind of loose categories, so they're intertwined, so some are related, and they all have relationships with each other, so you don't necessarily have to do one per day. Yeah. But it helps I, make sense of everything. Yeah, I like doing them in order just because I feel like they build so well. It helps. I don't know. It just it's fun to build along with that to slowly add kind of a complexity and a esotericness to what's being <clears throat> thought of. You know, things get more abstract and kind of harder to harder to comprehend as you go along. So I like to build up to that. I agree, and the progression of the runes themselves from beginning to end, there is meaning in in their order. Right. So it is good to, med- like, I personally meditate on them in order. Like, each day I do a different one. Mm-hmm. But like I said, other ones manifest themselves, so it's kind of like each day I'm focused on one, but also thinking of all of them. Yeah, I, I had gotten away from that, which I guess is good that it's runes giving again, because <clears throat> I feel like it's sort of faded. Maybe we need to do a, an intermittent, like, one, two, halfway through the year, or something like that, just to, or I will, maybe, to refocus. But uh, I was trying to end my day, like, my my meditation before I go to bed, thinking of kind of what rune was most applicable that day, but I got away from that. But I was I was kind of picking, like, doing that after runes giving, because I, I liked having that amount of, I don't know, focus, I guess, in a day, or yeah. something to... I don't know. I'm tired from fucking plowing last night, and I didn't fucking eat anything, and we smoked, and now I'm drinking. So I feel like my brain is not just not quite at, at normal capacity, which is already not that great. But <laughs> yeah, I'm still like I don't know what the fuck's going on with me. If I'm still like gotta chill from being outside, or if it's from not eating, or having only coffee today, or <laughs> yeah, it's just caffeine. But yeah, I'm like yeah, deep. Kind of, minor shiver I can't shake like you may hear it in my voice <laughs> you may hear it got a little caffeine jitters it's yeah awful. I don't know too like like I said when we got in from that workout I was like holy fuck I think I'm gonna puke like those log drags <laughs> fucking get like you feel it in your guts well because the way the snow is right now it, it being so cold it's also slippery so there's just no traction. You just have so to push so hard. Yeah, dry, powdery snow. So yeah, there was like no traction. Yeah, that was that was a good fucking good way to end. I like, we always like ending on a burnout, you know, something that really makes you fucking hate your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So it is kind of tough to think with all that shit going on. But like, um, with the runes, you said you like to focus on one. But um, I think I've said this multiple times before. But I mean, each time I do the the Wim Hof breath exercise, I always visualize the runes, so I kind of just think about all of them, and then certain ones will pop out for different things, you know? Word. Yeah, I don't necessarily, or I haven't in a while, I'm just focused on meditating on, like, what rune affected me the most that day, or what was the most, like, prominent rune that day, but throughout the day, something will come up, and I'm like, ah, Reminds me of that concept. But I don't get too deep into it, or I haven't in a while. Yeah, well that's, you're kind of thinking about all kinds of different paths and whatever, because you're thinking of Judaism, and said, aren't you looking into like Hinduism or Buddhism as well? Buddhism, yeah, I um, haven't, so I'm just kind of letting my education progress along, like my personal stuff coincide with my classes so like right now I'm doing I'm learning about Judaism and then our fucking next unit I think is Christianity and then Islam so I'm going to try and probably focus on those as I'm learning about them in class that way I you know kind of maximize that so I haven't looked into Buddhism in a while but I have I think we told you I'd, we picked up like five or six of these books they're all the same or by the same author it's like a almost like a series but um there's like Judaism, Catholicism, Christianity, Buddhism, Hinduism. Um, so we just like scooped up all those. We're like, fuck yeah. So yeah, I've been trying to kind of look at those on the side. And then, uh, well, with Judaism, I said I called a rabbi, the closest one to us geographically. And uh, 
talked to him for over an hour on the phone, just asking everything from like how to pronounce Rosh Hashanah and fucking to like why he thinks it's important to talk about the Holocaust and asked him about some Jewish mysticism stuff of Kabbalah and <clears throat> brought up the runes and um, he seemed kind of interesting. Seemed like he may have knew know some stuff about the runes because, like you were saying, um, the Proto-Hebrew text is similar to runes in that the characters are like pictograms and they're in a specific order and shit like that. So, and he he's saying that's the Hebrew alphabet is where we get the term alphabet rather than Greek. Rather than Greek, yeah, it sounded like made it sound like that came first. So, well, I think yeah, the Greek alphabet was based off of their alphabet, possibly. <clears throat> Could be. Have to. Have to look at the timeline. Well, that's the thing that's weird about it is the timeline is so fucked up. So we keep mentioning the runes. If you don't know what the hell we're talking about, this episode really doesn't make any sense. But the Elder Futhark runes are kind of the ones we focus in on. But there's several scripts. There's the Younger Futhark. There's the Anglo-Saxon Futhark. There's the Frisian Futhark. There's even the Agam script, which is essentially a... Irish version of the runes and then proto-Hebrew that looks like the runes so runes is kind of a looser term for ideographs or pictographs that are also letter symbols but the real significance of these is that they're not just a phonetic value but it's um the primarily primary purpose of them is um their symbolic value yeah, and then eventually they combine the phonetic values to make words and shit, but yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and speaking of shit, um, <clears throat> with the runes, one thing that um, kind of stands out to me is that a lot of the rune scripts, so the only case of someone writing profanity with runes are the more cases, are there's a later later period use of the runes in some Scandinavian town where everybody kind of passed notes on sticks that they carved runes in and stuff. And so there were some of those where people were talking shit, like so-and-so's a dickhead, whatever. But for the most part, the only like time anyone would use negative language in the runes is if they were strictly like cursing someone. So the runes kind of, you don't use them for profanity and profanity is kind of defined as anything that isn't sacred. So that kind of makes sense why the things that are inscribed in runes are kind of limited. Because they're not going to write out just like common everyday basic bullshit. Because that's kind of profane <clears throat> speech. Where you're kind of reserving the runes to only write sacred stuff. I like it. <clears throat> so that kind of ties in why it would be important with Hebrew. That everything's written in Hebrew, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that is just one of the many fucking traditions that has been just utterly fascinating to me. <laughs> that felt like it's, uh, the timeline just blows my mind. I just think of like what that must feel like to be a part of something like that, to just carry on a tradition that's been carried on for thousands of fucking years, especially in like the times now where it fucking none of it makes practical sense. It's all just it's because it's a tradition for well, the sake of carrying that culture and that religion. It's fucking it's awesome. Well, that's the thing that's crazy as well is that um, how much detail has survived where it was an oral tradition for so long and then finally got written down so it survived in the written form, but like bringing it back to Norse paganism, the only written form is kind of the prose and poetic Edda and the Codus Regius, I believe, which are like the primary written sources. But there was an entire oral tradition that was lost, and these written sources are kind of just the surviving fragments that were a Christian's perspective of the oral tradition. Right. So it's like, what the what was it before it was lost, you know? Yeah. And that kind of ties in, I listened on Audible to this book, um, Beyond the North Wind, where it kind of just dealt with the archetype of the North. And I mean... There are some criticisms of this book because he delves into basically like every theory regarding the primordial north and kind of a hyper. He talks about a, a lot about hyperborea, how there is kind of like um, you know how Graham Hancock says before 
the younger Dryas ended, there was a more advanced civilization, mm-hmm. and Randall Carlson even talks about Atlantis. Well, in this book, Beyond the North Wind, he kind of like brings up some of the theories that suggest that there is a temperate zone near the Arctic Circle because of certain ocean currents and <laughs> breezes, whatever, during a short window of time a population of people got isolated in a temperate zone in the far north and then when climate changed and they migrated out that eventually became the Indo-European people that like brought culture to all of Europe and he makes the argument that like there's traditions of shamanism that are universal among all of the northern hemisphere and that they may have been passed on from this core group of people but believe that if you if you will or if you won't other more scholarly perspectives are that the neanderthal people um the neanderthals lived in northern europe and then eventually our ancestors the cro-magnons or the homo sapiens they moved into the region so that was like the before the bronze age they find evidence of those symbols that were used universally across northern europe in cave paintings mm-hmm. so there is an alphabet of symbols that look awfully similar to the runes so kind of a primitive version of the runes that there's evidence of this thirty thousand years ago Damn. so it's interesting that that evolved into bronze age symbols which evolved into runes when their bronze age symbols like their the germanic cultures interacted with Roman Greece and saw the Latin symbols and they combined the Latin symbols with their <clears throat> ancient pictographs. Yeah, Greek Greek culture was a far and widespread thing. Usually here compared to American culture today. And it's like you go all over the all over the world and you can fucking see its influence for sure. Hellenistic is what they call it. Yeah. Yeah, that Speaking of that book, some of the crackpot theories he has, or I don't know, who knows if they're crackpot, whatever, they're out there. Some of the theories is that the Iliad and the Odyssey actually take place in the North Sea. And like the Aegean Sea, as it was referenced in the Iliad and Odyssey, Aegean like is also a North Sea god for the North Sea. So it could have been the North Sea as well. And like people are described as wearing furs, whereas that only happened in the North and um, they used kennings. So at certain points in the Iliad and the Odyssey, he called ships um, like brine, or not brine steeds, but like wave horses or like ocean horses and stuff. And so the Trojan horse, the wooden horse they left may have been a kenning for a ship, the wooden horse. Mm. Yeah, so that kind of, that was like, whoa. So what if, yeah, instead of leaving a Trojan horse, they left a Viking ship? And they're like, oh, they gave us a ship? That was cool. And then they're just hiding in there. And like, ah. Yeah, exactly, man. What? What makes more sense? Would They left a giant, a giant fucking wooden, a horse, giant wooden or, horse? Or they just left a ship? <laughs> yeah, who knows? But either way, so crazy to think about. But in that book, he says, so the people of Troy, after Troy was destroyed... They migrated and eventually became the people of Rome or something like that, or people of early tribes of Greece or something like mm-hmm. that. I don't I don't know the history, but the basically he his theory is that people migrated from the north to create Greece and Rome. Oh. But I'm not saying <clears throat> that's what I'm just saying, that's why there's criticisms of this book, because you yeah. don't really hear that in many other places. Something. But who knows? Cultures of the world like and all corners of the world interact and intertwine. Yeah, yeah, and definitely. The Silk Roads made that happen. It wasn't like necessarily direct connect. It wasn't like people necessarily from South China were communicating with the Romans, but they got each other's goods and you know materials and little Hellenistic culture mixed in just from the trade routes people going from place to place and nomads well that was the thing with Rome is they had spices from all over the world all over the known world <clears throat> oh yeah everybody had had stuff from everywhere once those silk roads were open they weren't actual roads 
And some of them were like, you know, on, on the oceans and <laughs> like, you know, through India and stuff. But yeah, that's what they called that. Probably because all the silk coming from China. Just baggage trains. Did you listen to that Joe Rogan with Randall Carlson? The more recent one? Yeah. Yeah. That was some wild shit he was saying about Atlantis and stuff. But even like um the ancient Egypt, when Plato was writing about the guy he heard about who went to Egypt and talked to the guy in the temple. And the guy in the temple's like, everyone in your culture is young. They, their knowledge in science is just new. They have no old perspective. Mm. And they're saying how, like, they have knowledge in their temples of, like, civilizations that have risen and fallen. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's been kind of a theme with my interest in religion and my, I guess, newfound respect for organized religion. Because it's pretty easy to demonize no pun intended and like write it off but i think it takes more to look into it and try and find what's going on and i i guess i get a lot of that from the jordan peterson lectures where it's like these people weren't stupid like they they wrote these very important stories down to pass a very important message along like they they weren't stupid so you have to you have to look at this with some respect and think why was this so important to be written down and why do we still know about it today and why is it still so popular today? You know what I mean? Like, like, you kind of consider that. Like, if this was all just fucking bullshit, like, I don't think it would have stood the test of time. <clears throat> so, yeah, that's one thing to think about ancient civilizations having technology or knowledge that, you know, we think of them as being primitive, as being, like, not as smart as we are but you know they had other technologies or other knowledge that we don't have yeah and that's like a drive to kind of find that but that's the thing is i was thinking the other day how wild would it be if we imagined that there's all this ancient wisdom but what if like what if there was nothing how like shitty like how sad that would be if there <laughs> if we this really was the most advanced we've ever been but i was thinking <clears throat> humans have a draw towards the old and the venerable like something that's old and has stu stood the test of time but with values that are worth like keeping mm -hmm. and it's weird that we have that drive but um it seems like that's the common argument argument among like which religion's better or which religions you know whatever is like ours is older and has like better lessons mm-hmm and even, um, there's even newer religions that kind of, they're based on those principles. Like, even, even what we're doing. We're literally making up a holiday, but it's using symbols that are old and venerable. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, it's based on them, yeah. <clears throat> but I guess, too, it's based on sort of a universal, probably, um, not trait, uh, well, trait, but that's not the word I wanted. A universal theme, I don't know, I'll move on, of um, pursuing the greatest good, you know? That's, that should be what all religions is about, is here is what, you know, here is good, and here is how you go about pursuing that. Yeah, and a thing, too, with <clears throat> using the runes is... <clears throat> they're a meta language, meaning that they can take, like, they can have literal meaning and symbolic meaning. And so by having both, they can kind of communicate between the two. And so they're also a meta language in that you can speak multiple written languages with it to impart the same wisdom. And um, so these, this symbolic language it also helps us understand the concepts and values from any religion we see because it's a language of religions. Or not necessarily a language of religions, but a language of like mysticism, spirituality, mm, yeah. the, the language of the universe. So by knowing the runes, it helps understand Norse mythology, but it also helps understand Christianity and Islam and Judaism and... Taoism, it's kind of, because all these principles are universal, it seems like. Right. 
Yeah, definitely. And like I said, there's different rune scripts. So if this one doesn't exactly vibe with your brain or your style, yeah. find one that does. There's the I, I Ching, or I Ching, I don't know how you pronounce it, but it's a Chinese system with hundreds of symbols, you know? <clears throat> Yeah, like I said, we're not fucking trying to start a cult. We're not telling anybody what they should do. We're just we're just putting it putting out there what we do in case you want to try something. Here's a formula that's <laughs> that we're testing. Yeah. <clears throat> yep, it's working for us. Yeah, it's definitely definitely been working. Fucking. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's the thing too. Is I mean a lot of this shit. It's nothing new, but I feel like we're tying a lot of things together that haven't really, that aren't really, I don't see out a lot, you know, because see a lot of people who are into the physical aspect, a lot of people into the spiritual aspect, not many people into both, and are those people, the few that are into those two, are they into intellectual learning, you know, and other pursuits? Yeah, I think we're, uh, I don't know, I feel like we're doing a pretty good job of trying to be well-rounded it's a wild like the <clears throat> ultimate balance yeah yeah I think about that sometimes in terms of like how current that has to be and how you know if that's how much I should consider time like if you think about I don't know you I guess there's certain skills and certain things that you need to stay current on and keep them sharp but like re- like you wouldn't want to stop reading like you wouldn't want to be like oh, I-, I read a lot in in school but you know that that part of me is I've, I've already checked that box being a you know that aspect of my life it's already in the past sort of you know what I'm saying like I'm I think about certain aspects of my life that <clears throat> I I feel like I've, I've checked the box with and can kind of focus on other things and not have to like feel like I need to keep doing that thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, like there's some things you can let to the wayside, but there's other things you should stay like, solid. On. Yeah, like like my competitiveness in like sports. Like I guess doing archery, that's semi-competitive. I mean with league, it's they keep track of things and you know, I, I know how I stand amongst people. And then we do like tournaments or 3D shoots, that's that type of thing where you know, can win money or whatever. But no. it's not MMA fighting. But it's not MMA fighting or wrestling or something like that where it's, yeah, it's not, that's, and I'm not really that competitive. I'm really just, you know, with myself, I mean, I mean, I'll be honest, it's nice to win a little bit of cash and, you know, be validated that, like, my best is really good amongst my peers, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. these people that are here. So, like, that, that is kind of cool, I guess, but, um... Yeah, I feel like I've toned down the competitiveness where it's like I feel like I've I've had that aspect of my life and it's it's not something I need to keep I don't need to keep fueling that fire as much. It, you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean cuz like a thing for me that used to be my entire life was tactical training. When I was in the Marines, that's literally what I did 24/7. Fucking practice killing people. <laughs> Whereas now that's not really my primary focus. Yeah. Even though it was fun as hell, and I, those are definitely skills that I want to be sharp at. Mm-hmm. But it's like, fuck. I guess I'll just have to wait a couple more years till I can start doing some more gun training and stuff, you know? Teaching Jack and Forrest how to fucking crawl and fucking... Oh, yeah. Move, shoot, move, communicate. Do some hunting. Man and beast. No. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm thinking like squad attacks, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, this is what happens if somebody breaks into our house. You run out the window and hide in the tree line. <laughs> Wait, you get the squirters. You know, it's like All clear the breaks. house. Yeah, for sure. Let's do it. All right, listen to the new ad, hopefully. We're back. Yeah. Talk about <laughs> etymology and the... Or what's that? Um, There's a term for someone... A philologist. They study the history of languages. So, with archaeology, obviously you can only learn so much, but with philology and um, etymology and stuff like in linguistics, you can trace back the origins of words to root languages and stuff like that. So, 
Proto-Germanic and Proto-Indo-European are dead languages, and they've been completely reconstructed by tracing back the roots of words. Hell yeah. Yeah, we were talking about John Marco Allegro's Sacred Mushroom and the Cross. I've been kind of trying to read that at the same time as I'm reading that Final Frontiersman book to kind of coincide with learning about Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. But it's hard to get through both at the same time. But we're talking about that, and I still haven't made my way through Becoming a Barbarian by Jack Donovan. Yeah. He started following us on Instagram, so he could be listening. <laughs> yeah, that would be legit. But, um, yeah, I listened to his last book, um, Fire in the Dark, on Audible. <laughs> Big fan, that's wrong. Yeah, maybe he'll hear this one, and I won't talk as much shit. Well, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. It's I don't I, know if you're talking shit, but I mean, at least just not necessarily buying into everything he said. Which I mean, that's fun to do with any author. I was talking a little shit, but it's all—it's just like for fun shit. You yeah, know? joking, like, joking about like what his outfit and fucking sexual yeah. orientation. Yeah, that's not. I'm not serious. Just trying to be funny. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, too, is I, I do like how his books, because it started with Way of Man, then Becoming a Barbarian, then A More Complete Beast. I mean, he has some other books of essays and stuff. Like, there's a book about um rites of passage and stuff. I have that one. And then Fire in the Darks is the most recent one. But, I mean, it's interesting that you can kind of see his progression and journey of his, like, path <clears throat> yeah. through discovering what is the way of man, I guess. But, I mean, I don't know. It's interesting because, obviously, Way of Man was pretty rough. He was angry, seems like, when he wrote that. But as the books progress, his view kind of broadens. And I don't know. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Is I've, I've just tried twice to read The Way of Man. And I'm like, ah, oh, God, this guy's so, so angry. So angry eyes. But... Sure, he's a different. It's been that's been ten years since he released that, so I'm sure he's a different person than he was. Yeah. I know I'm a different person than I was even just fucking two, three years ago. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but, and like he's <clears throat> releasing the um, the Way of Man hardcover edition, which I'm sure he has added like a chapter, another segment to to kind of fill in because the last book, Fire in the Dark, was really interesting because he looks at our kind of primordial origin of our beliefs and as he said starts with the fire in the dark dudes make a fire anything within the light is ordered and known and that's the protect protected area where like everything you know and love is resides inside then all the dark is the unknown chaos and man making a fire is just our poor representation of the godly sun that does that on a cosmic scale yeah, and basically how most religions kind of are rooted in like that primordial order. And so the father gods of all the pantheons, so Zeus, Odin, God, you know, all the guys, how the father rolls, they're the ones who make the order in the universe. They're the sun in the sky. And then there's the striker, which is the maintainer of that order. So it's like the Thor characters who do the fighting for the father. And then there's, so... The father, there's kind of two roles. There's the sky father, who's kind of the purveyor of justice and high wisdom. But then there's the earth, earth, the lord of the earth, who's kind of the guy who presides over maintaining stuff, fixing stuff, the crafts, you know, tilling the land, all that. I don't know. It's really interesting. He just breaks it down into the origins and roots, and he essentially makes his own religion that's (coughs) solar-based. fair george collins got that good bit about worshiping the sun he's like first of all i'm gonna worship the thing in the fucking sky that i can see as literally gives me life no i can't i I won't i won't even try to do it justice but george carlin sun god bit it's a whole thing funny shit george carlin had a lot of good stuff fuck yeah you know know, one thing i didn't realize because i wasn't brought up catholic so i didn't get the, the joke he said uh he was raised Catholic until he reached what he calls the age of reason, but that's a fucking term in Catholicism, so it's like, ah. That's hilarious. Funny motherfucker. 
<clears throat> yeah, he poked a lot of. He uh, poked fun at a lot of stuff. Dude, <laughs> was fucking hilarious. A lot of old institutions just called out culture and society. Right. A lot. Yeah, that's man. This shit was just like so beautifully crafted. It was. It was like a monologue on society with some jokes sprinkled in there. You know. <clears throat> That's kind of what Dave Chappelle does. Dave Chappelle is like... He's like current events. He's like going to tell you what he feels about, yeah, what's going on, and then there's going to be some jokes in there for you. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Dave Chappelle's a storyteller. <clears throat> yeah, comedy. That's one of those interesting things, but that's like the modern bard, almost. Like, you think... You imagine... Being in the old days, you're the guy who just remembers poems and sings poems and stuff, but you also have funny ones, too. <laughs> like, everyone has their style. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, now there's just lots of roles for that, like, <clears throat> creative, artistic per performer. Performer. Yeah. What else should we talk about? Mm. I thought Jack Donovan would go on further than that. No. Nah. I don't know. Don't want to talk about him too much. I mean, he could be listening, but... I mean, I feel like we've covered a fair amount. We've talked about him in the past a lot, too. Check out his books. Jack Donovan. <laughs> <laughs> good shit. Or if you want to hear me make fun of him, check out one of the episodes where we talk about him. Yeah. Yeah, Taryn just, I don't know. What are you projecting? I worry about this sometimes, right? I'm like, look at that fucking bald, fucking bearded motherfucker with his gay thoughts, his tattoos. <laughs> what do you think you are? Working out all the time with your tight shirts. Fuck you. <laughs> yep, that's probably exactly what happened. Probably. I'm like mad that I can't pull that off. I'm like, man, I wish I could wear leather fucking bracelets. Dude, how did I know you're gonna fucking say that? He <laughs> only wears like, wear probably like tactical pants and boots with a fucking. One of those rigger belts, and then a tucked in, like, really tight shirt, and then maybe some kind of a leather necklace, and then leather bracelets. Taryn, you can right. wear that stuff if you want to. I don't think I want to. Dude, you can. <laughs> I think I want. would if I wanted to. <laughs> I feel like that's how I've been living my life. When you're on the chopper, you can to. wear that shit. <laughs> if I want to, I do. Here, let's talk about runes getting for some more for the end. What's more show you can talk about? Stuff I'm giving up. Not gonna smoke any weed. On runes giving. Yeah, that's a cool thing. That's another thing that Judaism's full of is like there's like fasting and shit like that. <clears throat> but it's because cool. yeah, give some shit up. You know what I mean? Like you've you've had a we're living a good life. Why don't we take a fucking take a break? So yeah, like smoking because yeah, I'm almost every day smoker. There's like it might be like one day a month on average that I don't smoke. <laughs> yeah, it's. So, yeah, it's nice to, to take a break from that and kind of, it gives you a better appreciation for it at the end. And, um, Just resetting the habit. Yeah, that's one of those things that, yeah, like, the reason for giving that up is mostly that it's, like, it's it's mostly, like, a pleasure thing. Like, it's just, like, a nice, you know what I mean? Like, there's the other, re like, it for sure is help with anxiety, and I think it helps with muscle aches, too. I don't just say that, but, um... And then obviously just like chilling, just fucking relaxing. It's fucking nice at the end of the day. Yeah. But I mean, you know, you can do without it. It's just a thing that. Exactly. Like, I want to be able to relax without it. Yeah. I don't want to have to need it yeah. to relax. It's kind. Of, it's like a luxury kind of. You know. It's like. Yeah. So yeah, it's good to take a break from that, and then. Um. What else? I'll do no porn, but I've been I've been dialing back the porn. Yeah. Except for sometimes I'll, I'll catch myself flipping. I'll be scrolling through the search section of fucking Instagram. That's, I know what I'm doing. No, I'm like, who, who am I folding? Like, all right, let me, I just got to find another cool quote. Workout ideas. Yeah, I'm looking for. Oh, I'm she's doing a workout. <laughs> <laughs> she looks like she works out. She can sue me. <laughs> yeah, I know what I'm doing. Are you with beers? Living in, living in three beers. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I see. I the only times I really drink are for kind of like a social thing, like on same. Like when we do archery, you know, I, I won't turn down a beer. That's because it's like a communal thing. It's it's a part of the so like that. The reason for drinking is not to 
like it's not like a pleasurable driven thing. It's like it's a, a social cohesion. So, yeah. So I, I and yeah, I just have one beer, so it's not like I, I get drunk anyway. I just you just have a beer with the group, like whatever. Yeah, it's more ritualistic, traditional. Than yeah, anything. exactly. It's a fucking tradition, so you just do that shit because that's what you goddamn do. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else? Am I gonna, well, I'm gonna get up a little earlier. I'm not, no more snoozing, at least not for Rune's giving. So I'm gonna get out of bed at five oh three. Hit a thirty-minute workout, take a cold shower for three minutes, and then uh, I don't know. I guess I don't know if I'll do the meditation before or after the cold shower. After will probably be good. Yeah. Once the, once the circulation's really fucking going. Yeah. Now that I, Forrest is here, got two kids. Everybody, fucking fucking awesome. I didn't even mention that yet. But yeah, kids here made it. Mama and kid are happy. But yeah, literally, my life is very chaotic right now. <laughs> the embodiment of chaos in a good way though but I have no idea when I'm waking up or going to sleep or so I'm, just, so I'm thinking okay so I'm stirring runes giving so right now I add a pressure of a kid then next week well two weeks going back to work the week after that I'm going to be on call so it'll be runes giving have a new kid and I'm on call so if I can fit in meditation and working out then Basically, like, if I can do it then, I will have no excuses the whole rest of, like, my life, probably. So, <laughs> Dude, and I feel like the universe will, you'll, you will see the opportunities that the universe presents you. You know what I mean? There's going to be a time where you're going to get a call for work and you're going to get out there and you're going to have to wait for somebody to come unlock something. So you're going to have fucking five minutes to yourself where you can meditate you can or meditation work out or something. Or something. Yeah, exactly. Already, yeah, like, oh, we got a fucking, sorry, we got to replace this water heater in this basement. And you're like, all right. Carrying that fucker out. <laughs> exactly. So this is going to be a great opportunity to kind of, like, train myself to see those opportunities. Dude, fuck yeah. As they just immerse out of a surf of chaotic reality. Dude, that's so important to be able to recognize when you're getting a fucking opportunity. Yep. And luck is when opportunity meets preparation, so gotta prepare and i'll have good luck yeah. <laughs> definitely yeah i'm pumped it'll be good it'll be good to kind of really uh well it'll be nice too because it'll be really like working out the spiritual aspect and then that'll kind of taper right into training for running a marathon this summer oh yeah so it's a good start on the year to really just <clears throat> instill some habits and get the yeah. get the wind in your sails to kind of get you through <clears throat> yeah kind of refocus reflect on the previous year and the and the things that's the thing too man I, I feel like i'm going to try and make a list of new habits that have formed in the last year but i feel like it's going to be crazy long like I've, I've implemented so much change and maybe a lot of it was two years ago now so maybe it won't be as dramatic but yeah i mean just maybe you know, just journal every day I try. I fucking tried that. I don't know. I, I did, did it last it year. Days. I can only do it for runes giving us <laughs> as I, long as I can do it. Yeah, I mean, oh, that might be most important though to write down what's going on for that rune right after you meditate. Or yeah, something. and then you can go back on that the next year. That's a good idea. Yeah. And even like by the end of it, I was writing down like exactly how my, what I was doing for my meditations, like how it changed and stuff. Or what I was seeing, or like, oh, bad meditation a day, or whatever. It's 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 nice journaling. It's kind of, it's kind of how I feel like the podcast is. You just get a chance to just fucking blurt out what the fuck's on your mind for oh, a little straight bit, up, yeah. Fucking let it roll. But I don't know. I just quit making time for that some somewhere along the line. It just fucking was. I don't know. I was like, yeah, it's nice, but. There's there's styles of journaling. You can do it consecutively, or you could do it surrounding life events. I'm more the type where I'll do it around life events. Mm. Just pick it up, write a few passages, not pick it up for a few years or a few months or whatever. I just feel like so much changes and it's like... Starting over every it's time. Ni it's nice to give context to stuff, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. I'll just stick to podcasting, I guess. I do this about once or twice a week now, so... True. So if you die, people will just listen to this and then they'll know what Taryn was like. Well, at least that's, that's, I think about that, like, if I die, my kids can't at least listen to some of this. Don't listen to all of it, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Don't smoke weed. Just hey, when they're 21, they can do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. 18, fuck them. 
They're, if they're 18, they can do it. I was in the Marines when I was 18, so. You do I, what you want, kids. Maybe try to wait till you're 25. I don't know. Yeah, your brain will get less fucked up if you wait. Yeah, try to, try to let that prefrontal cortex develop. Or don't. I don't give a fuck. Whatever, yeah, man. even 23. You're not even my kids. <laughs> yeah, even 23, I feel like it was like, eh, it's an okay time to start. <clears throat> yeah, probably. Yep. Oh, man. Tell you how much more we got. What time is it? Oof. 255. 255. I wrap her up. Well, so we'll get the giving doc. We'll turn that into a PDF so that you can print out and write on and shit. And I think we'll do daily posts on Instagram for yeah. Rune to me. What that rune is and what you, you know, sh- should kind of conceptualize about it and how you can think about that, how that affects your life. And that's a big thing, too, is don't fucking take our word for it. Do some <laughs> research of your own. Look into the runes. Look into these fucking... Look into these religions and these yeah, it's a lot, paths. Lot, it's a lot deeper than we can fucking just slap on a picture or an Instagram post. Or yeah, <laughs> and we can't just can't just take our word for it. The whole point of this is learning to search for your for yourself. You know, we're hopefully hopefully giving you the tools for you to use and adapt for your own needs. So hopefully this just gives you idea for you to do some research. So buy a book about the runes or about some type of spiritual path, shamanism, whatever, and use that because that'll be a great help more than what we can just provide. Yeah, so check us out on Instagram, Moraine underscore Barbarians. Um, post fucking workout videos and rune stuff. Sometimes I'll post some paintings that I do. Philosophy. Philosophy shit. Tactical stuff. Yeah, all kinds of fun shit. I've been giving updates on the situation in Ottawa. The dude in the Capitol up there, the trucker yeah, protest. Yeah, he was on Michaela Peterson's podcast. I was going to check that out. I think I I watched a short clip on Instagram, actually. It's, but... it's pretty fucking legit seeing all the big rigs just part blocking all the streets and shit. They're building snowbank berms and stuff. <laughs> That's fucking wild. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Fucking check us out on Instagram. Keep checking out our episodes. Uh, if you want to know more about the runes from Strem's perspective, essentially, he knows a lot about them. Um, check out our earlier episodes about it. Otherwise, yeah, definitely go check out your own shit. Learn about them from various sources. Yeah. Be your own teacher. Yeah.